I didn't know we did. I forgot we did that. Yeah. But people wouldn't even know what the update show is. It's true. That's how old we are in the game. Yeah. Alrighty, Kaiser Nation, welcome back. We've got another episode. Today we're starting back to where we should... Came from? I don't know. I'm not sure. Origins, our origin story. Origin story. The origin story no, of Kaiser. Not the origin story of Kaiser. Just the CrossFit. Alright, alright, fine, fair. Yeah, like we're going to start down with our, just the basics. Yeah. That way someone who maybe does no CrossFit... You can, you know, point to this video like, hey, this is why I do CrossFit. You should come do it with me. Or maybe you just, like, join CrossFit and you're like, this is fun. But you don't really know kind of, like, the theory on why we do the things that we do. And this will kind of, like, bring to light um, maybe why we do all these, like, crazy workouts. Chris, bring back your level one. Oh, boy. Level two days. Yeah, we'll see if the coaches are paying attention. <laughs> see if, see if they, they can catch any what mistakes. What is CrossFit? CrossFit. Get asked this like all the time. Yeah, so this is one of the big, like the question that was guaranteed to be in the L1 test oh, every yeah. time was what what is CrossFit and the definition the answer always was right is CrossFit is um, here you go pop quiz functional movements high intensity functional movements executed across broad time mode domains. You forgot constantly varied, but constantly varied. Well, Damn it, like I failed. Or oh, read the real one. Yeah, constantly varied high intensity functional movement over broad time and modal domain. And so when people will come up to me on the streets and be like, I don't know what CrossFit is, that is not what I tell them because mm -hmm. most people would be like, okay, bye. Just like, you know, when we tell them our degree and we're like, we're fine with robotics. And they're like, I don't know what that word they just said. And that's like, I think it's good for us to like break it down. Um, I think now like CrossFit doesn't even like you like they use that in like L one. Yeah. But a lot of times you like go on their website, they're like, it's a fun workout with the community and focuses on nutrition and health and fitness. They don't really mm -hmm. like break it down to this unless you're actually like trying to teach. Yeah, there's there's coach speak and then there's, you know, yeah. the the media for the masses. Yeah. So we can like kinda of break down. Constantly varied, I think we we all know what that is. It's like every I mean, if you look at the workouts for the week, they're ever-changing. Like, you're really not going to see the same workout over and over Yeah, again. we always try to sell people on, oh, it's fun. You, you never see the same workout twice, and you do. There's a reason for it. Yeah. And so we can dive into a little bit of that later. But... Yeah, can we never see Karen again? Yeah. No. I've been walking downstairs backwards all week, You're so... going to see Karen again. Not this week. Uh -oh. I'll just skip, just like everybody else is Ooh. On YouTube, check this out. Um, high intensity. High intensity. I think we covered high intensity really well in the last podcast, we really right? Did. We 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 did a deep dive in intensity. So if you didn't hear that one, go ahead and kick back to that one and listen yeah. to the high intensity one. Constantly varied, mm. secret sauce, uh, high intensity, functional movements. Yeah, functional movements is where we start getting into the nitty gritty of what yeah. CrossFit is. It's we we always talk about our gym looks different from every other gym, not Kaiser, but CrossFit in general looks different from Planet Fitness and Gold Jam and everything. And that we don't have machines, we have barbells and then I am the machine. Yeah, right. All all the movements that we do are exaggerations of movements that you do in real life. Yeah. Right? Like, Jumping, running, squatting, throwing, mm -hmm. all those things are movements that you would you can make arguments for some weird ones, but I'll I can argue back. What if I fall down and I need to get up and I only have one leg? Yeah. And then I need to do a pistol. Yeah. Apparently. But, yeah. in all honesty, Or if I'm though, trying to hold a boulder up over me, I need to do a Turkish get-up. So <laughs> I mean, 
the things that I think as like the like bread of CrossFit is like the running, the jumping, the squatting, the deadlifting, things that sometimes people are scared of. Like I need to be able to squat. Like my 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 Mimi, she uh, she might be out there watching this. I talk no about how she has the chair that like literally is like a lazy boy and it like slowly gets her up. <laughs> Forklifts so her up. Never has to squat ever again. And I'm like. Literally not making her just squat to the chair. She's like, she's really not going to be able to squat. Yeah. But like, if we can like work on a squat and squatting appropriately, mm-hmm. then maybe in your 40s and 50s, your knees won't ache and you'll be able to run marathons. And by the time that you're 70, 80, you won't be in a nursing home yeah. or having a robot chair. Yeah. It's not about <laughs> running away from a saber-toothed tiger anymore, right? Yeah. It's not about like, it's the zombie apocalypse hips you need to be fit enough to survive. Yeah. It's like... Can you get up and down off the toilet when you're 90? Can like, can you get off the shitter? Keep me out of the nursing home. Can you get out of the nursing home, keep your independence, and then like making you a strong enough creature that if you fall, you don't break something immediately, or if you do, you're at least fit enough to heal to come back. Well, the next part of the definition, over broad time. This is where it starts to get like, what, what are we saying? Yeah, broad. So let's let's do the whole thing. Broad time and middle domain. Okay. Right. So I I, I always like talking about the middle domain first, just because it makes more sense. Yeah. I think so. Modal domain is a fancy way of saying, um, a variety of different movement patterns, and so it yeah. means do gymnastics, do weightlifting, do running, do do sports, right? Like do anything that fits under the functional movement categorizations. Yeah, and then broad time meaning Doing, all time domains. Yeah, three minutes, yeah. one rep maxes, 57 minute MRFs, like yeah. whatever. The short, the long, the in-between, the interval, the like, you know, rest long, rest short, mm-hmm. rest 30 seconds, Yeah. rest 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So you're really trying to work everything to kind of prepare you for the unknown, mm-hmm. which gets you into... Like, how did this, how this even got created? Yeah. So, like, we talk about, like, how Glassman created CrossFit, and it makes so much sense why, like, how, how it formed because of how they created it. Yeah, the end product that we have is, it's it's unique, but then it's completely copied from everything else, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. We have, the end product for CrossFit is we have, we're doing, you know, gymnastics and weightlifting and running. We're doing all these different sport domains, doing them across all these different times. We're doing all these different movements, we're not repeating ourselves. So yeah. this is like this unique, special sauce of CrossFit. Yeah. But every single one of these things have things that are from other sports or existed, you know, in life. If you are really drinking the Kool-Aid, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, you got to see some Glassman videos. Like, Greg Glassman speaks very, very well. Mm-hmm. He is extremely smart. Mm-hmm. I have obviously not only drank the CrossFit Kool-Aid, but the Greg Glassman Kool-Aid. Um, let's not talk about like my selfie with Craig Lasting because I totally <laughs> embarrassed myself. It's on Sam's. Is it on, is it on the Kaiser's Instagram from Far Enough Back? I don't think it would inappropriate to post it on the Kaiser Instagram unless I like blurred out. That's my size so um, dishwasher. dishwasher. Yeah, right in the middle of it. Sweet. I I was supporting Cassidy Lance to be fair, but I had an inappropriate shirt on. It must be on so hers. I, Go okay. actually, it's on my page, and I only have like eight pictures. So it's going to be really easy to find it on my page. Anyways, so I I really love the way he talks, and you can kind of see how he formed CrossFit. And kind of one of the things he said was he was just a personal trainer at first because that's how a lot of, like, 
trainers start, and that's how a lot of like gyms start. They start off, they have a personal training, and then it kind of builds up so they have a few clients, and then maybe they do um, CrossFit out of a garage, and they've got their 10 people coming to their garage, and then they're like, oh, let's make a little warehouse, and then the warehouse gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it becomes CrossFit gym. That was the old days. Yeah, that's the old days. Not so much that anymore. Yeah. Everyone just like dives right into this like cool boutique Charlotte yeah. gym, but... Which is because of the evolution of where the yeah. sports come from. But anyways... The point being that he started on these PT sessions, and a lot of times he'd get military, firemen, police, and he's like, "Okay, what do you what do you need?" And so if it was like you know, forty year old soccer mom, she'd be like, "I want to look skinny. I want to look good in jeans." But you know, police officer, firemen, they need to perform. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what do you want? Do you want to be stronger? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to run faster? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be able to like? You know, be faster for longer. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, do he, I need to be able to jump over a wall? Yes. Yeah. Like, do I need to be able to crawl under things? Yes. Like, it was so many things that somebody that's being tactical needs. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to throw things. I need to be able to hammer things. Like the thing, you know, like firemen, like going axing through stuff. Like, yeah. you need to be strong in so many different ways. That I think that's where he kind of started. Like, how can I make this person? Not just, I can work on getting them faster. I can give them all a bunch of like, in you know, sprints, mm-hmm. or I can make them stronger and I can just do a squat cycle mm-hmm. and deadlift cycle. But how do I like mesh everything? And not them? have them interfere with each other. Yeah. I need to be strong, but I don't need to be so strong that it makes me slow. Mm-hmm. I need to be fast, but not so fast that, um, I, I burn out after a 10 second sprint. Like it's, like, yeah. I need to be good at all of these things without being great at any of them. Which is kind of funny because we brought up the other day at the gym that we were, mm. we were playing around. This is like kind of like a fun little game that me and Chris play. Is um, who do we think in the sports world out there, like what position and sport is the most athletic? Mm-hmm. And, and people debate it for a little bit. And, then and not individual I mean, athletes because we recommend yeah. redheads that there are. Some absolute freak athletes at some of these positions that... Like, we can go ahead and say that a golfer is maybe not the most athletic out of all... Sorry, all the golfers. Tiger Woods is going to come after He's going to come after Tiger Woods is pretty he's athletic, I will good. say. He's and he athlete. dominated the field when he was increasing his fitness. I, I'm just saying. But, yes, I agree. They're all athletes. Christian but... McCaffrey is much more athletic than Tiger Woods. Yes. <laughs> agree. Tiger Woods might do a flip into his hole-in-one next time. Be I pretty cool. Be pretty cool. But... The debate there is, like, we always have to go back to, like, how do we define an athlete? And I think mm-hmm. that also comes down, those are the same things that I think that we would define in, like, what, how I want a firefighter or police officer. I need yes. them to be an athlete. I need them to be completely mm-hmm. well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what is that definition? Mm-hmm. So, like, CrossFit talks about 10 things that they look for for an athlete. Yep. Do you want to pop quiz you again? No, let's go ahead. He's like, please, no. Oh, you want to be quiz? No, I'll get him out of order for sure. Oh, the order is important. Yeah, he's already had like two beers, so he's like, <clears throat> um. So we have endurance, like metabolic conditioning, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. So pretty much in every crossfit movement, you can kind of like pick a few that that might be. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they don't really see as much. They don't really see it at first, like accuracy, coordination, balance, but really like even on a snatch, like if you're hitting yes. those positions perfectly, like you're being very accurate. And you will tell like, if I'm just like do one snatch at 55 pounds, well, you go tip to me, like at 50% of 
whatever my one rep is, it's going to look a lot more accurate and perfect than at higher loads. So, like, for me, I'm stinky. I yeah. mean, like, the high-level athletes, right. they're going to work that accuracy really good. Sure, yeah. Be good at it. But, um, yeah. Anything you want to say about the 10? Um, no, I do. I just think they... They all sound really general and generic, mm-hmm. but they they really do kind of embody what we think is if we if we break down kind of our professional sports, yeah. I think you can see specialists. Yeah. And even especially if you go down into the positions, right? So we talk about we made fun of the golfers, but honestly, mm-hmm. like the golfers, they have way accuracy, accuracy is off they the charts. Hit that ball, like perfect. Yeah. Their coordination, they have their accuracy, yeah. and their shoulders. But their overall raw strength, speed, agility, mm-hmm. not really there. We go on the other side. If we look at you know a a uh, wide receiver, I thought you were going to talk about the powerlifters. We were talking about a strongman the other day. We were talking about. Oh no, we can get back around to that. <laughs> They're the other extreme, right? So we'll talk yeah. about like a, a sprinter yeah. or even a, a wide receiver is a a highly athletic person, right? Mm-hmm. Lightning fast. Yeah. Pretty strong. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. Maybe not. Football players might be a hard example here. We'll go something more obvious, like uh, a hundred meter dash. Yeah. Fastest people on the planet. Yeah. Really strong. Their um, coordination doesn't necessarily have to be there. There's no external objects they're interacting with. Their accuracy doesn't have to be exactly there. Um, I mean, sure, there's foot mechanics and stuff, but they're not. Yeah. They're not striking a golf ball at 100 miles an hour, or whatever the hell they're swinging yeah. the club at. I think actually, Clay and I were talking about baseball. Baseball was like, their favorite. Super, super. Hand-eye coordination yeah. off the chart. The, the accuracy part, like, right. I mean, the, the golf ball's just sitting there, but like. A baseball player, accurate. So what the heck does that... We're talking about, like, athletes mm-hmm. and the high-level athletes. Like, what does that have to do with me? I don't have to hit a baseball going... So I there's... The, I, I see these, there's these, these shells. Yeah. And so on the farthest outside, you have your extreme isn't anything. Mm-hmm. So I think Olympic sprinter, right? Power lifter. Like, these guys that are on the absolute... I guess yogi might be the extreme flexible, right? Yeah. These, like, super specialized in one of these 10 skills. Mm-hmm. Then you come on the inside a little bit, and you have your more mainstream professional athletes who aren't quite as strong or as fast, but are pretty more, are more well-rounded. You have your, you know, your football players, your basketball players, your baseball players. And then you come on to the inside, and you have your, I don't know, extreme generalists. Which I think are you know crossfitters in yeah. in really where the normal person needs to exist, yeah. because you you don't go to work every day and have to run really fast. You and don't you don't know what life's gonna throw out. I also think that a lot of people. I mean, even me, I wasn't. I came from a Zumba background. I was just like twerking all the time. Like that's why I was progressive. And even when I came in, I had things that I had were my strengths mm-hmm. and things that were my weaknesses. And strength was not so strength. So like strength was little strength. Mm-hmm. Flexibility though, bro. Yeah. That's working. Yeah. Boy. But I think that like it made me realize, cross made me realize where my weaknesses are and how important it was for me to work on those things. Because like for me I didn't have any strength and I didn't really see a need to have any more strength. I never when I was at the gym I never really strength trained. I was just like Oh, I know I'm supposed to maybe do some dumbbell curls, but I guess I'll do that. I opened a lot of jars in the house back then. Boy. But now it just makes so much more sense. Like, literally, we had some the couch delivered, and the guy went to hand me a box. He said, oh, I'm sorry, this one's heavy. Just, you know, you can wait for your husband to, like, take this one. And I was like, I'm fine. And it was not even that heavy. But it was just like, it was just like the assumptions I made. And I'm like, I can do things now that I could not do. And so, like, I think every single one of these things are important. 
Because I think for your aspect, I think you started off stronger without the flexibility. Yeah, that hasn't changed and, a lot. But. <laughs> I mean, you work on it. You work on it. You at least know you and know. To be fair, when I really started, I was a runner. And so my stamina endurance is off the chart. And I actually was actually kind of weak. I couldn't do pull-ups. I couldn't do a lot of stuff. But Yeah. But I think also it's like, in, you know, there's certain things that you may be going to the gym and, like, for instance, Chris was stinky at overhead squats because he had, had you know, lack of flexibility. And so he wanted to do those things, so he worked on that. I it don't is think that – I think if you didn't do CrossFit and you just came in – to global gym oh, every day. I could not. You would have no I, desire. I wouldn't be able to touch my toes by this point. It'd be bad. It'd yeah. be so bad. Yeah. But I mean, we're seeing a lot of just about like, you know, two of them, but there's tons of them like, you know, coordination, speed, mm-hmm. like endurance. Like a lot of people think that just being athletic means mm-hmm. that I have really good endurance, but that's really not the only, the only thing. And so some of these don't always have to exist in every workout. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is where people lose what CrossFit is. So like, oh, CrossFit is just a Metcon. Mm-hmm. It's not a Metcon. It's it's a it's Metcon. It's weightlifting. It's stretching. It's playing yeah. sports. It's all of it, right? Like, because yeah. like I, like when I think about our traditional wad, like people are like, oh, wall balls is accuracy. It's like it's not really accuracy. I think when we're outside playing games, playing spike ball, dumb stuff like that. Yeah, that's the accuracy. We are actively training you when we're playing games. Yeah, the whole experience, beginning to end, is with some intent. Yeah. Um. I think we move on to the next part, which was kind of brings on the like broad time and model domain type mm-hmm. of thing. There's also something special about CrossFit that we're working these three metabolic pathways. Chris, now I'm quizzing you. I didn't write these ones down. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, let's let's back up a little bit. So like, I think, oh no. Here, turn this. I hope they can still see us. This one's gonna be bright. Ah. Okay. Bless. That was very bright. You just bright. changed the whole thing. Oh, that was very. I don't like we this. We have some issues here. This is a lot brighter. This, this is, is so much brighter. Um. Okay. So I feel like I'm on spotlight now. You definitely are. We were. Um. Oh, the the, the energy Three systems. I'm gonna bot pathways. So I was I was gonna back up and talk a little bit about um, kind of how Glassman got to this high intensity part of it, right? Yeah. And so the the. We, he realized that through like high intensity is how we achieve the, the, the fastest gains, right? How we, inc- we increase our ability to um, move objects. What, what, is, what is the I don't know where heavy, heavy, heavy loads far, fast? Oh, I know. Out. Wait, now you're uh, missing me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah, so it, it's it basically like one of the things that Glassman says is you need to be able to move a heavy load far and quickly. And yeah. so it's just like, and that is, if you are functional uh, movements are the only ones that can do those. You can't curl anything very far, very fast. Yeah. You can put a heavy load on your back and you can carry it pretty far. Or you can like, and it doesn't always have to be walking. It can be like, you can put a heavy load on your back and squat it and you're moving pretty far. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to break these things down, you're like, all right, well, if I take a back squat, it's like, well, you know, I can see, I can measure how far that I'm squatting. I can measure the load that's on somebody's back. I can mathematically calculate exactly how much work somebody's doing. He's getting nerdy right now. It's, I'm not going to go too far down the right now. But this is this is the, the core of, of CrossFit in the end of the day. So yeah. the idea is that with some precision, we can mathematically calculate exactly how much work you are doing, which is how much energy you spend doing a workout. Mm-hmm. And we can also calculate your power output by yes. how quickly did you do it. Yeah. And this isn't like... When I say energy output, that doesn't really mean like 
how much perceived energy, like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was dying. An exact but number of tools. How much work did I actually do? Because honestly, pretty much every day, Chris is doing more work than me. Yeah, I'm a bigger because, person moving yeah. more weight. but mm-hmm. So there's that's the difference between absolute intensity and relative intensity. Mm-hmm. And as long as you are hitting the upper thresholds of what you're capable of, you're getting the stimulus. And the point is, is not really to compare those, like, power outputs, like, I'm not comparing my power output to Chris's power output. I'm comparing me to me and saying, like, over time, can I get my output more every time? So that's like if I'm doing a back one rep back squat, can I increase my one rep back squat, which is me for that one squat? I'm not changing the distance. Well, hopefully my body weight is not changing. Hopefully. Well, I, I'm mean, ju- I know. I'm hoping I'm just changing the weight on the barbell. Yeah. But the movement is not changing. And so, therefore, like... I know that I am increasing my power output yep. when I when I go up, mm-hmm. and it it could be for every single mm-hmm. workout has you could technically mm-hmm. calculate your power output and figure out in and a lot of the times we're not changing every single variable about that. So for instance, if we did Karen the other day, I'm not I don't have to do all the math to figure out if my power output's faster. I just need to know did I do do the workout faster? Which is exactly why we have benchmark workouts. Mm-hmm. Which is why most of our training is is variable and constantly varied because we are trying and we're using the named workouts to test you. Yeah. You are, we're assuming some small things like your body weight isn't changing much and your, you know, in your you use the same weight. Like that's why we push you guys to do RX on these benchmark workouts. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, Karen was this week. If you did Karen a year ago and you used the, you know, the 14 and the 20-pound ball and you did it again this year, two minutes faster, you are – the work was the same and the time was faster so your total power output is higher. And that's the goal is increasing your ability to produce power. Do we want to get nerdy about the three metabolic Yeah, levels? we will. So okay. I wanted I wanted to talk about that a little yeah. bit because it directly that ties That makes sense. It. That makes sense. Yeah. I was jumping the gun. <laughs> Um, so Glassman realized this, right? And so he's like, Hey, I, he, he was a, he was an engineer, a physicist, mathematician. He, he jumped around a lot. His, his father was a, a, uh, electrical engineer. He was a, a smart family, what? but he was a personal trainer that had all this knowledge about engineering and math. And it was like, Hey, there was no mathematical definition of what fitness is. Mm-hmm. And so he defined fitness as this ability to produce power. Mathematically was able to measure how you do this. And so. The reason why we talk about those three energy pathways now is that we realize that there are different ways in which we as humans produce that energy to do workouts. Um, and this is, we have a short time domain, a medium time domain, and a long time domain. And these are three different ways in which our body produces energy across those different time domains. So which is why we train all of them. So if we think about really, really heavy lifting, one rep maxes, I mean, we'll, we'll say like three to five rep maxes, doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. There's technically two energy systems. Let's say it's one. There's a, a creatine phosphate and a, and a um, ATP energy pathway at the beginning. No. So these are – thing about is your, your muscles have energy stored in them ready to go. If all of a sudden something happened and you need to sprint as fast as you can away from the situation, this is what's going to kick in. It's going to last like 30 seconds, and that's it. And you feel that. If you go ham on the bike for 30 seconds, what happens? Like you just hit that wall and it's because you're depleted of ATP. And this is um, heavy lifts, running very, very fast, really anything at the extreme of like physicality. Yeah. Right. So if you are like a power lifter, Olympic lifter, 
you have maximized mm -hmm. this energy pathway. Yeah. Like you're really good mm -hmm. at this 30 mm -hmm. seconds and then anything else after that, mm -hmm. you may not be the best at unless you train for it. You could mm -hmm. be a really good strong man mm -hmm. and have a great mm -hmm. marathon time, but most likely if you're trying to be very specific, mm -hmm. they've really just made sure that that energy pathway right. is super good. And the, the, the the point is they get there by training that system over and over oh, and over yeah. and over and over. And so and they spend 90% of their training volume training that 30-second window, yeah. and they've gotten really good at it. But what happens is you have diminishing returns to your training. So let's say, like, if I had 100 hours I could spend training, and I spend 90 of them, or I, I spend 50 of them in that window, I'm going to get to 90% of my potential. But if I spend all 100 of them to get to 92% of my potential, like, it's just, like... It gets very hard to get to world-class, but it's pretty easy to get to good. Yeah. And which, so if we train like an average athlete, athlete being like athlete is a good athletic person, right? Not an average human. In each of these pathways, we can be pretty good at them. And so the, the middle one, which is where is the glycolytic, which is where we spend most of our time in CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So think about like Fran and Grace and like all of these yeah. – you know, four to, I don't know, nine, ten, it's kind of, it's kind of a blurry line, a minute workout, right? So sub 10 minute metcons. That's really that glycolytic, which is why we, people will say CrossFit is a glycolytic sport, which means you need carbs. Give me them carbs! Yeah, really it takes, um, it takes carbohydrates that are in either, you know, in your digestive system time where you use them and they store them as, as, um, I don't think you have to get... You're right. You're right. I'm, I mean, I'm diverging. I sometimes have to like... Diverging. You're losing them. The point, the point being we can convert, convert carbs into energy, but not at the same power output as the the ATP, right? Yeah. So if this first peak is really, really high, this one just is kind of like in the middle, right? It's a very mild, very powerful still, but it can last longer. It can last minutes instead of seconds. Mm -hmm. And they overlap too a little bit. They do. They absolutely overlap. It's not like I'm like... And the time in between, I'm mm -hmm. a dead human. And yes, no are, ATP. Of they kind of overlap just a little mm -hmm. bit, so that way you mm -hmm. always have some. When we're talking about these times, we're talking about the peaks of them. Yeah, really. like, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the last one. And the last one is the oxidative. And so yeah. you're thinking about like your distance runners. Mm -hmm. This can go on for like it really takes over the majority of your power output, like ten minutes, maybe a little bit longer, depending on who you are. And that thing just sails for a long, long time. And people, you know, think about marathon runners. Super, super thin, right? They're really good about taking taking this uh, their nutrients and turning it into this very slow-burning fuel, but it burns at a very, very slow rate. And so people people like to make like a fire, like building a fire analogy with these things. A lot of the exercise scientists. So like they'll like they talk about like if you had three things that you can build a fire with, and it's it's like gasoline, um, kindling, and like a log, right? Yeah. Like that's that is your that is your your creatine oh, phosphate yeah. system. Your your glycolytic is your is your kindling, and then your log is your oxidative. You can't just light a log on fire and expect anything to happen with it. It takes a really long time for all that potential energy to come out of that log. This was an amazing analogy. Yeah. Let's talk like that instead of like whatever they're <laughs> trying to say in words I didn't know. <laughs> but that's the idea. So the, the point is, if we train all three of those systems. Not even equally, but if we just train all three of them, we're going to get better at all of them. We do tend to bias the glycolytic system, the, the middle energy system across it, 
um, because there's a lot of evidence that shows training at that really high intensity will also produce good um, oxidative results. Yeah. As long as you periodically sprinkle in those 20, 30, 40 minute workouts. I think you'll find a lot of people that have like tried this, but like I I definitely have done this and I know lots of people like you see people work work out like practice for a 5k a lot. They're like, oh I'm gonna work for a 5k and you'll see a crossfit go like I'm just gonna do oh, it. I'll do a 5k. Yeah. And so they can easily without a problem <sighs> run for the 20, 30 minutes. They're not gonna win, but they're not gonna die training. through it. They're gonna feel fine. Yeah. And so And really like, I like training for a 5K, if you run, just run. Once a week, yeah. and get the skill of running because like everything is a skill. Yeah, you're gonna be great at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and some people have pushed the five k that like bigger numbers, but they're kids. Oh well, yeah. But just saying, like it, like that, that for that preparedness early. is there yeah. to be able to go longer mm. than just. Yeah, I feel prepared to run a ten k any moment. It'd be, it'd be fine. Okay, let's go run let's it. Let's, let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> I can win, but. So let's. I, I wanted to take a, a diversion into why why do we have mixed modalities in a workout? Yeah, that's good. Right. Okay, we're getting we're going off the books now. We're going off the grid. What was the next? I have nothing else left. So oh, we're going cool. Off the grid. We're doing great now. We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna keep ranting. Yeah. This, this is, is a good point, though. Yeah. And so and I thought it was good. One of Glassman's other anecdotes was so the point is why do we do weightlifting and gymnastics and running some. Sometimes we'll do just gymnastics, sometimes we'll just do weightlifting, sometimes we'll mix them all. The yeah. question is why? Why can't I just – because if, if traditional philosophy dictates if I want to get really strong, I'm just going to focus on strength training right here. And then if I want to get fast, I'm going to uh, focus on running. So why not just split up my sessions? Mm -hmm. Why not Monday we squat, Tuesday we run, right? Like honestly, you would be very strong and you'd be able to run pretty well that way. But yeah. the second that we say, all right – Five rounds for time, run 400 meters, and then squat 135 to 20 times. You're going to die. Like, you're going to be yeah. crawling on the ground in your own vomit. Yeah. And the question is, is why, right? So, like, there was an early case study that Glassman had talked about. There was this guy, like, he, he benched 500 pounds and ran a five-minute mile. Like, the two yeah. very, very high standards of fitness. In the two, same day. In the same day. I mean, he could. Yeah. He could do both yeah. of them. Right? And so... Two very seemingly opposing modalities, like, oh, this guy's an incredible athlete, right? He can do those things. But as like then Glassman did exactly that. He's like, all right, we're just gonna do a few rounds of a four hundred meter run and a one thirty five bench press. This guy should crush this. After three rounds, he can bench press one thirty five more. He is dying. And he found that once you mix the modalities, the the way that those energy systems interact with each other shut down your body if you're not used to it. Yeah. So, which is why first responders who say, well, do you need to be strong? Well, yes, but I might also need to run through a burning building before I pick up something. Yeah. Like, pick up a person and jump out of a window. Yeah. I need to be able to do all of it at the same time sometimes. Yeah. This is kind of how training those first responders kind of happened with those original case studies. Yeah. Which is why we mix the modalities. So, like, sometimes I am interested in making you stronger and we're just going to squat. We're just going to lift. But on average, we're blending things. That's not where I thought you were going. I thought this good, that is a good point. But I was thinking more of like, we have CrossFit, we have Olympic lifts, mm -hmm. we have running, we have box jumps. But why don't we have bicep curls or even Ooh, like functional there are versus two, there are isolations? There are two things that I, that I think of here. I think of like 
like the, the functional versus non-functional would be one of them. And, you know, Glassman said it like there's going to, if there's something better out there, there's something better than squats that are going to get my legs stronger. We will we'll put them in CrossFit. But until then, we're going to continue doing the things that we do. And sometimes I will see new things be yeah. added in. And we've, we've taken them. Because we're like, whoa, that Especially looks really cool. in like, I, like uh, I don't, I don't, auxiliary movements. Mm-hmm. I'll say like our, like, over the past 10 years, warm-ups and cool-downs and stretching and all yeah. this has become exponentially better in CrossFit. Yeah. Because PTs and people like this have come into the space and educated us a lot. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say was we talked a lot about, like, power output, and it seems like we need to measure a lot in some things. And the, the number one thing I'm thinking that we really can't measure very well is, like, battle ropes. Like, battle oh, ropes sure. are probably really good, like... Yes, they're amazing, but I can't measure a battle rope. Right. If I go in there and I'm just mm-hmm, versus I'm like getting after it with that intensity, there's no yeah. way for me to know that I did any better than If somehow I can put a little sensor at the end of it yeah. and, and measure the force of you doing this thing. Well, like, now you gave away a million dollar idea know, of like how I to know. measure battle ropes. But I mean, that'd be the same thing with like rolling or like skiers. Like skiers would not be in a gym if it didn't have a little ticker saying mm-hmm. how, how many. Hey, the, we're back. What is going on? Alright, turn the spotlight off. No, but uh, it's not too late. We make it too late. That is true. And so it's like... Yeah. Yeah. The majority of our movements are these highly measurable things mm-hmm. that, that are shown to produce results. Not saying not the disparage bicep curls and stuff. They have our yeah. place. But we, we focus on building capable athletes, not people that necessarily look like capable athletes, right? Yeah. So I think like if I were to compare a... a you know, Olympic weightlifter to a bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, if you, you paired them up, right? Both highly, like, very strong people in a very specialized sport. The yeah. bodybuilders look bananas. They yeah, are shredded. shredded, huge arms. They're pretty strong in their own right. Yeah. But then you still, like, like these weightlifters look like kind of average Joes, but then are shockingly athletic with their, like, flexibility and their ability you to move some weight. Of these tiny girls move some weight. You're like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Yeah. So, if, you know, those isolation movements, while they're not very measurable, and they're not they're very low power output. They do kind of have their purpose if you want the beach bod, but mm-hmm. but you know, ten percent of the time, whatever. The other two things that I think are part of CrossFit that aren't necessarily in this definition that I think CrossFit now adds in are around nutrition and then community. Well, so it was in the original. If yes. elite fitness in a hundred words. That one, yeah. Talked I agree about with that. yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah. That. Um, but I, but I think right now you see that a lot more in the definition of like because for the average Joe it is far more important. Yeah, for for certain, if someone comes up to me off the street and says I would like to lose weight, I know that you have a gym. What do you recommend I do? And I'm like, yeah, eat right. Yeah, like one eat more vegetables. Like, forget about the gym right now. Eat right. Yeah. But that being said, if I just eat right, maybe when I get lean, I don't. I'm not gonna have the shape. That I that I want, and I'm not gonna have like maybe some of the physical abilities that I want. Right. Um, the exercise and being, I think, I really like the community. Yeah. Being around people that are like minded, like when I have people that are trying to lose weight, I'm like, don't hang out with your people that just eat garbage all the time, and that's like find people that are that are in the same boat as you. And doesn't mean that you know, I mean, we eat garbage all the time, but maybe I need to get out of this boat. <laughs> refund refund but that being said like we both have that mindset of like 
you know, meal prepping and I can talk to other people at the gym like, hey, I'm struggling with this sweet tooth and oh, this is a perfect thing yeah. to kind of, and so if you're around people that are in that same realm as you and not just, you know, letting you sail down the river, like, you, it, I think that um, community is key in True. keeping with your goals, whether they be like fitness or nutrition. Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of the guys have experienced with that in the bro gym before. Yeah, just because like the guys, we we were always able to find workout buddies, and as soon as that workout buddy leaves, you're just like, well, this kind of sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. Facebook timeline always has like things that's like, is anyone go running with me? Yeah, yeah. And like it used to be like okay because I go to a group fitness class like Zoom, like I was a Zumba freak. I promised you I did Zumba for like a year, and I never met anyone, including the instructor. The instructor has no idea who I am. Bobby, I love, I still love her to death. She has no clue who I am. Sure. But you, like, build connections and relationships. I was saying, like, people have said and told me things in the gym that I don't even think some people in their family know. Because you just build that bond and yeah. sweat. Suffering together. Yeah, that suffering together is just, like, there's nothing it's else deep. that beats it. And so, like, I tell people, like, if you literally just move to Charlotte, like, find yourself a gym. Because, yeah. like, you'll literally meet... And be friends with the most random people that there's no way I would ever... I, I do like the, the social aspect. So, like, there's, like, a social leveling. Yeah. Where it's, like, um, you'll be working off somebody for months, right? And then you'll find out that, like, it's, like, oh, this guy is the VP of some crazy yeah. company. And then this guy's a college student. And then, like, you know, yeah. like, it's... Everybody's in the same plane in there. And every... Like, you... You get to meet and interact with people that you never would have outside. Yeah, I'm literally like... We see this in multiple occasions. It's, it's weird, but yeah. it's, it's... It's like, Leah's like one of my better friends, and she's a 63-year-old lady. Where like, would we have met Leah outside of the gym? Yeah, I have no idea. She's probably like... But then at the same time, like uh, we're also around like really young people all the time, and you know where we are now, we would not be around... like. There's not a lot of 19 year olds that work at Bank of America, and at least true. in my office, yeah. unless they're like a prodigy, they've already yeah. flown through school. I don't yeah. know. Everybody I work with is so. a bunch of 30 year old physics nerds. Like, I'm, I'm a very, very specific thing in my workplace. Just like very different backgrounds, and such a like collective of people. And like the main thing that they have in common is they want to improve themselves mm. in fitness and health. And mm. so, like, you know, I, I think it's very beautiful, and I think, like, no matter what CrossFit gym I go into, there's a little bit different of a vibe in the community, but throughout, I, I always see that that level of, like, mixing of cultures mm. and backgrounds and general love. And the funny thing is, that part was fully accidental. Yeah. CrossFit started as a, a personal training regimen, and it grew into more of a group class, and then they just saw the effect that it had on people. Yeah. And then it, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, I think there's something about, like, hitting that intensity and blacking out that afterwards people can really, like... Your walls are down. Yeah, you can, like, really, like, hug on each other and open up. And if you if you opened up and, like, to, like, the bro next to you at Planet Fitness, like, maybe you could have a lifelong friendship, but you're not going to do that because you're not both doing the same thing. You're not both maybe hitting that intensity and, like, really becoming vulnerable. But there's something that happens in a gym that you become, you know... You know, just daily near-death experiences, whatever. Yeah. Just I mean, doing 500 yeah. burpees for time. You almost died. Yeah, it was very touch and go there for a minute, but we <laughs> made it through. We made it through. And it's funny, too, because, like, even I'm walking down the street, I'll see somebody with some CrossFit gear on. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, how was your brand? There's this global, like, like, yeah. Oh, we did this workout. Like, mm, what do you squat? And, like, we can just, like, talk and almost have our own little language, which other people 
think that it's crazy, and I think they were a cult. And I'm almost sometimes it's offended cool. that, like, people think that it's bad for a CrossFitter to post about CrossFit on their Instagram. And it's like, this is generally someone that we love. Yeah. And so, like, shaming us not to make these posts is really sad. So... Yeah. That's my I like soapbox for a second. No, it's fine. I, I yeah, I have a hard time posting about process stuff. I don't post a lot about anything. But but, but there is that like oh process that are about Yeah, it, it does. It definitely and they does. Kinda, like, it is kinda of bullshit, right? Hole, and yeah. it is. Meanwhile like, you can post about the bachelor all day long. Yeah, oh but I remember when someone talks about like something that they love and that has changed their lives. Yeah, we are ranting hard. We've got to end this. I know, I know. Cross has changed my life, so I'm yeah. like it's really hard. To like, not stick up for it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Everyone that that knows me knows how much I love CrossFit and Greg Glassman, and they're like, rolling their eyes like, here she goes again, drinking yep. that Kool Aid. All right, but, let's wrap this thing up. Okay. Go find that picture with Sam's shirt with Greg Glassman. No. Do it. No, it's, that's not gonna be the thumbnail either. It's fantastic. Can you make a crazy to taste of the thumbnail? No. I I'm gonna find one because no. my face last week. Was oh my god. Books. Yeah, Watkins, point that out. Alright, so, um, what are we ending this one? We never do. We do this every time. We have, you have to make some weird noise. There's no noise. Bye, guys. There's no noise.